here at Green Door Gourmet. It's yes, fall. We are. And sure is fall. What's going on, Sylvia? Oh, my goodness. Well, fall means, of course, change of seasons. You've got different flavors, different appearances of things. You've got pumpkins and mums versus roses and sunflowers. But, hey, there's room for everything. <laughs> there is. It's soup time, so we're going to have some recipes for soups at GreenDoorGourmet.com. You can find all those good things. It's super. <laughs> How did I know you were going to do that? Well, stay tuned. We've got a great interview with Lundy Cup coming up. Hi, I'm Brenda Fielder. When it comes to sunrooms and screen porches, we have more than 60 years' experience helping Middle Tennesseans add value to their homes. At Mid-South Exteriors, we install all types of siding, from hardy board to all the new vinyl designs. We also do custom trim, gutters and downspouts. We even do roofing. And, of course, energy-efficient replacement windows. Our website is our showroom, so we come to you and sail direct to you for less. MidSouthExteriors.com Lundy Cup has been the maestro of maestro. carving. Uh, <laughs> the, oh, ma yes, the pumpkin maestro for a while now. How long have you been carving? Just carving, not just pumpkins, but you're a carver too. Yeah, carver and a sculptor, about 17 mm -hmm. years maybe. And then uh, pumpkins, was that was a natural transition. But pumpkins, they're like sketches. I can do them real fast. You know, wood takes a while. Oh, yeah. But pumpkins, I can do one in an hour or two, depending on the detail. So, yeah. Do you have a special kind of pumpkin that you're drawn to more than others? You know, it's interesting. Uh, sometimes there are some tall, uh, they're called Howden biggies or whatever. Uh -huh. But I'll carve anything, you know, uh, um, including like these Hubbards or, or whatever. Uh -huh. And uh, so I don't just do pumpkins. Yeah, I carve, carve and sculpt wood and stone sometimes and old books. I carve old encyclopedias actually into the paper. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, yeah, those are pretty crazy. And giant trees, the chainsaws. Did you do the tree outside the library, yes, the library in Kingston Springs? I did. With oh. the owl on the stack of books and all that. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, it's incredible. And I'm taking a look at some of these like down here. What inspires you? For these faces have such character, and they're just so incredible. It's a scary place up here. <laughs> Basically, that's, yeah, I'm inspired by just everything, nature and whatever. I mostly like doing faces, because you can get so much in just this amount of space. I love it. How long do these stay? I mean, how long can you have them? Well, they are pumpkins, um, so they are going to rot, but that's mm -hmm. kind of the fascination, the ephemeral nature of pumpkins. You know, they're fleeting. They'll be gone soon, so I take good photos. I try to, and um, uh, if, you, if, you, if I, what I do is I put wet paper towels on them and then put them in a garbage bag uh -huh. and keep them moist, and you can take them out and display them later. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they could last two or three weeks if you do that. But in my studio, I have I bought a fridge that's all fridge, no freezer, and there's nothing but heads in there. <laughs> right, it's great. I got to do a photo shoot of that at some point. Oh my gosh! Right, you open the fridge and it's nothing but heads, and uh, yeah. But you put them in bags and keep them cold, and they'll last a long time, two, three weeks. Yep. Lundy, how old were you when you first realized that you were drawn to carving? I was in my forties. No kidding. Yeah. So it seems like something that you would have done your whole life. Yeah. Uh, no. I didn't grow up drawing or anything. I picked yeah. up a chunk of wood in Kingston Springs and um, started carving it and was like, wow, where'd that come from? Did you paint or anything before that? No visual artistic 
uh, ability or talent. Didn't even know I had this. But I, you know, I was a professional musician for many years, a session player in Chicago and Nashville, mm -hmm. and I still get to play live and stuff and studio work. But, but also, um, art now, is art. Now it's now art is art. That's it. Yep. So now it's it's nothing but art and music. Life is good. I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. From chasing bad guys as a criminal fraud investigator and bounty hunter, I, I was really stressed out. I had the company for about 13 years at this point and a surveillance team. And then my doc said, you need to shift gears and take a hard left. So I did, but I had no idea that I could do this. I, it wasn't in my life. I didn't grow up drawing. There was no artistic ability. and. I picked up that chunk of wood and I brought it inside and I had some old chisels that were my grandfather's and my dad. They weren't carvers, they just did woodworking, sort of. And I just began and before I knew it, I was hooked and I couldn't not do it. Mm -hmm. And then I taught myself how to, how to do faces. A lot of carvers and sculptors do, I have nothing against bears and birds, uh -huh. but a lot of people do that. But I, I was thinking, what, 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 what's the hardest thing? I said, faces, they're, they're the most fun too, I thought. So I dove in and now I can't stop. And there is no retirement. That's not even a, in the vocabulary. But the deal is for me, and I think for most people, is um, put the fear aside of failure. People are always afraid that if they try something new, they might not be good at it. Well, you know what? You're not going to be good at it right away. It'll take a minute. Um, but if it's something you really like to do, dive in and see what happens. You have nothing to lose. Life is short. So go for it. Hi there, my name is Shannon Pruitt and I'm the Seasonal Display Manager here at Cheekwood. And I'd like to welcome you to Harvest 2023. So we have Three pumpkin houses beautifully set up for you guys to enjoy. Our team of gardeners have been working super hard on this for a good few weeks. It takes us quite a bit of time to put up the house frames and then we do the roofing on the top and make sure to look up because we have some really fun additions this year. The gorgeous weather vane and a perfect little chimney. There's a good probably 100 or more plants on these houses. And then we put the pumpkins on and the pumpkins, my goodness, we put hundreds of pumpkins on these houses. Probably close to 500 total is what I would guess. And then if you move over to the patch, we have just hundreds and hundreds of pumpkins for you to come and enjoy, pick through, take some home, enjoy them, get some inspiration from the gardens on how to display them at your house. Welcome to the Color Garden. We've got a lot of beautiful flowers already on display from our summer annual display, still with lots of color and blooms, but you'll also see areas of mums. They're still really green at the moment, but as these cooler nights continue, we'll start to see some color pop out. Once these come to life, this garden is going to be twice as full of blooms, color, and gorgeous things to see. We've got several thousand mums planted primarily in this garden, so make sure to come check it out. Give it a few weeks, let them color up, and it's going to be something to see.
during harvest, we have a lot of fun things for you and your family to enjoy. Every Thursday, we have Thursday night out where you can enjoy some music, some food, some drinks. And every weekend during harvest, we'll have live music in the beer garden where you can also find some drinks and food trucks to enjoy. We have a lot of adult workshops for you to enjoy. And on select nights, we have Bruce Monroe light exhibition. So please check our website for details. After you enjoy all the mums in the color garden, make sure to come all the way through the arches and you'll find our newest addition, the pumpkin. You're probably wondering what a pumpkin is. It is a pumpkin shaped frame that we have put 500 mums on. We have a cute little stem at the top. It's absolutely amazingly huge, so make sure to come get some great pictures in front of it. In the next few weeks, it'll really start to show a lot of color, and it's absolutely gorgeous. We're so excited to show this to you. I hope you enjoy it. We are so excited to welcome you, your friends, and family to our Harvest 2023. Please come and enjoy it. We can't wait to see you. And we go through October 29th. Happy Harvest! Come join me at Cheekwood today. I'll be here from 11 till 2. And uh, come check out a bunch of crazy fun pumpkins. And who knows, you might get inspired and carve a crazy fun pumpkin. What's the worst that could happen? You're going to have the weirdest pumpkin on the street. So come watch what I do and you never know. Farm Bureau has been a vital part of Washington County for decades. And for decades, Velma McKee has been a vital part of the Washington County Farm Bureau. One year just goes into another and you don't think about it. Ms. Velma has worked for the Washington County Farm Bureau for 56 years. Those 56 years recorded in photo albums. This right here is our office that I started at. Each photo bringing back a memory. Oh, that was at our annual meeting in 1984. And faces from years past. There's Jim Bell with his little one. I had dark hair back then. At 78, Velma's still making new memories, showing up each day to work with no plan to retire anytime soon. As long as my health holds up, I'd rather meet the people than stay at home and look at four walls. Her reason for staying for so many years? The ones you work with, you get acquainted with them, their families. Um, it's like one big happy family. A Washington County native, Velma grew up on her family's small 18-acre farm where she and her sisters helped with farm chores. She was hired by Farm Bureau in her early 20s as the county secretary. It's the kind of job she says she always wanted. I always wanted to work in an office and uh, Back when I first started, what experience have you had? Not very many will give you a chance, and Farm Bureau did. And I kind of felt loyalty there because they did um, give me an opportunity to work. She's worked for seven of the nine State Farm Bureau presidents. has been a part of many historical events in Tennessee Farm Bureau's history, like the dedication of the Home Office in Columbia. They've treated me good over the years. I can't say a thing against them. It's been an enjoyable years. Years of dedication and service that have not gone unnoticed and continues today.
<laughs> this is an Atlantic Giant. Okay. And it, uh, we do not sell it by the pound, I uh -huh. will tell you that. It's just by the big, humongous pumpkin. <laughs> if you can lift it, you get to take it home. <laughs> That's how that works, right? It's a big old pumpkin. Yeah. And then you have different styles of pumpkin. You have um, jack-o'-lantern style, and then you also have the fairy tale or Cinderella uh -huh. style pumpkin. And of course, they come in all different colors, and these are beautiful for stacking. I love it because when they have this little modeling of the green on there, mm -hmm. um, they're so versatile in your decor. So if you have green shutters on your house, it picks up how that looks. And it has a nice juxtaposition on the color wheel there. So they're mm -hmm. really beautiful as well as delicious, believe it or not. Really? Good Every pumpkin I have out here, with the exception of the standard jack-o'-lantern, yeah. which you can eat, but it just has a little bit more stringy flesh. Uh -huh. Every one of these is delicious. And the most delicious here are either going to be what we call the buckskin pumpkin. We'll catch that around the corner there. Uh -huh. Or those blue jardels. They're yeah. really, really wonderful. And here's our jack-o'-lanterns. There's a traditional jack-o'-lantern now. Uh -huh. um, here's the Hubbards, right? Yes, what blue these are Hubbards. And I always think they look like a bird. Mm -hmm. You know, when you... Oh, they do! You know, you kind of pick one up and, you know, and an ode to our wonderful... Uh, Guy that that we 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 lost recently, Jimmy Buffett. His my, here's my parrot. <laughs> it is, it is your parrot. I love it. <laughs> so, and these are great. Um, most of the squash that you get in the grocery store, um, the pumpkin. I'm mm -hmm. sorry, is actually Hubbard squash. Oh, okay. So if you get you know a can of Libby's pumpkin to make pumpkin pie, you're actually using a Hubbard, Hubbard squash. Mm -hmm. Oh, these cool? are gorgeous. Yes, these. And what's great is the Cinderella that we looked at there at the beginning, or one that's kind of like this. If it doesn't have a big stem on it, they make great stacking pumpkins. Oh, wow. And so you do, you know, your, your medium-sized stacker in the middle, and then you crown it off with one that has a beautiful stem. Oh, nice. On top. So nice. Super, super fun ones. And then okay. we'll just sneak on over here real quick, because we oh. got to talk about Casper, who is the white the pumpkin. The white pumpkin, yes. And a lot of people like to get these to paint. Mm -hmm. And you can also find pink pumpkins now. So this is oh, a pink goodness. and blue modeled one. And these blue jardels, or the Queensland blue, which are these, are my favorite eating pumpkin. They have mm -hmm. a lot of meat, if you will, in uh -huh. the pumpkin. Now, I'm not talking about beef, but I'm talking about hardiness of the yeah. pumpkin. Yeah. And it cooks down. It doesn't have as much liquid as a regular pumpkin does, but, man, they're delicious. And when were these planted, probably? Well, pumpkins are anywhere from 120 to 150 days. So you're thinking pumpkin before you're thinking tomato, pretty much. For mm -hmm. most gardeners, because you've got to get them in wow. to get them out. Goodness gracious! And these are so pale. But what are they? They're these not are, white. These are pink Cinderellas. Oh, okay. These are all the pink Cinderellas, and some of them turn out marbled. They're a variation, if you will, of the blue pumpkin. Mm -hmm. And uh, so sometimes they have a throwback to to Mama there. <laughs> and then this is uh, an orange parrot. So it's an orange Hubbard versus a blue Hubbard. Oh, an orange Hubbard. Okay, these are beautiful. Aren't they fun? Oh, my goodness. And they would make a great pumpkin pie, so to speak, even though they're a Hubbard squash. And they'd make a great pumpkin pie. They would make great filling if you like to do your ravioli, if you like mm -hmm. to make handmade ravioli oh, yes. or soup. Mm -hmm. They're great for soups or filling or dessert. They're all yummy. And how long will you have the pumpkins out here at Green Door Gourmet? So, of course... Pumpkin season goes all the way through Thanksgiving. Jack-o'-lanterns, not so much. But all the rest of the pumpkins look beautiful for your fall decor, delicious on your table, 
And it's just truly not Thanksgiving without pumpkin pie. So you need to get your pumpkin now, get it all processed. You can put it in the freezer. You don't have that work to do for Thanksgiving. Get ahead of the schedule. Kale is one of the most popular and nutritious of the cold season vegetables. And best of all, it can be grown in the spring or the fall. Hi, I'm Chelsea Fields here at Burpee's Fort Hook Farm, and I'm going to teach you everything you need to know about growing a great crop of kale in your home garden. Kale is in the same family as broccoli and cabbage, and happens to be the easiest of them to grow. To plant, you have two options. You can direct sow the seeds right in the garden soil, do this in early spring for a summer crop or in late summer for a fall crop. You can get a jump start on both seasons by starting the seeds indoors. Sow them indoors six to eight weeks before your last spring frost for your summer crop or six to eight weeks before your first fall frost for your fall crop. It's easiest to direct sow in rows so that you know exactly where your crop will come up. You'll need to start with loose, well-drained soil. Make even rows spaced 18 inches apart and direct sow your seeds about a quarter of an inch deep. Cover your seeds over with about a quarter inch of loose garden soil and water and well to settle the soil around your seeds. Once your kale seedlings emerge, thin them to be 18 inches apart. If you've started your plants indoors, it's important to slowly acclimate them to the outdoors because of the different growing environment. This is called hardening off. To start hardening off the plants, put them outdoors in morning shade, eventually working them up to leaving them out overnight in full sun. The whole process should take about five days. To plant, dig a hole that's about twice the size of the root ball. Place the root ball even with the soil level and backfill the soil. Water in to secure the soil around the plant's roots. You'll need six to eight hours of direct sunlight to grow your most robust plants. You can begin to harvest individual leaves once your plants have 10 to 12 leaves each. Trim leaves at the base near the stalk or harvest with an easy snap. As a final tip, if you get any unexpected frost warnings, it's great to have the frost blanket on hand. It's the most inexpensive insurance policy you can own. It's literally a blanket that you unroll over your plants to keep them warm until the frost passes. It's available at burpee.com. I hope that you'll give these delicious and nutritious plants a try in your spring and fall garden. Happy gardening. Do you have a specific song that you, is signature for you that you love to tell the story behind? Gosh, I mean, I don't know. It's like trying to ask which one of your kids uh, you love the most. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if there's any extraordinary stories, but of course, uh, my relationship writing with Alan Jackson yielded. Uh, Don't Rock the Jukebox, Dallas, and some of those songs. So those are, those are pretty special to me. You and Alan were friends before you started writing together, before anything yes, ever Yes, I, I actually had met him when, when he was working in the mailroom out at TNN. Uh, 
So yeah, we were good friends, that, and that's that, that stayed the course uh, throughout the career. So when you went in to produce him, you really had in mind like a, a sound and everything. You just knew him, and you know what he wanted. To I like. think I think we both did, you know, and, and a lot, there was tremendous influence from people like George Jones and. Uh, and then I brought influence from uh, Johnny Wharton, which would kind of mixed into that whole that whole stew. Being around and seeing your, you know, you know, because a lot of people don't realize that your dad was a performer and a writer and worker with, and worked with Johnny Wharton. It was part yeah. of that sound. And then here you were part of the Louisiana Hayride. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That was that influential, and did you? Oh, bring absolutely. That? I mean, when I was like in the second grade, my dad was heavy backstage at. At the Hayride, walking around, and I was meeting people like Billy Walker and Farron Young and Berlin Husky, uh, and I was just taking the, the nudie suits, and the whole thing was like, this is amazing, you know. So I was I was taken at a very early age. Well, I have to ask because you having that Louisiana influence and all the country, but then to have songs. By okay, Dr. Hook was one of my favorite bands of all time. So sexy guys was a big deal for me, and so to find out at that the skate rink, right? Yes, at the skate rink, it, that was a big skate rink song. So, how did some of those pop hits, that and Al Jarreau and all those, how did that even it, start? I just like writing, period. You know, so a lot of times it was not stylistically pointed one direction, but. Uh, an artist or a producer would hear it and go, I think I can make a pop record out of that, or I think I can make something that's, that's you know, out, outside of Nashville. So that's, it just, got, I got lucky. Okay. Sexy Eyes, where were you when you wrote that? I had just come back from lunch with a guy that was uh, actually an admin guy at the publishing company, and I said, he said, let's write a song. And, I, and he said, I want to write a song about the disco. And I said, well, I don't know anything about a disco. Tell me about, what do you do at a disco? And uh, he goes, well, you do this and this. And I said, well, just start talking and I'll start writing. So he, his, his name was Bob Mather. And he, would, he was just, a, he was a, an admin guy. He wasn't even a writer. But he started telling me, this is, this is what happens. I'm a DJ at the disco. This is what happens. And the next thing I knew, I had, I had scribbled out Sexy Eyes. And... And it was on my first demo session. So this stuff became, I, I didn't realize how difficult it really was, you know. So I got extremely lucky uh, right, right out of the gate. So, I don't know. Just just the universe smiled on me a couple of times. So. And the worldwide number one did. Yeah. Sylvia, there's some, some changes around Greenville Gourmet for the month of October. Yes, we're going old school October, as we call it. Fifteen years ago, we started in an old tractor shed here at Green Door Gourmet. Who would have imagined that 15 years later, people are used to coming to our market or our event centers or to our cottage for our cooking classes, but we're rolling it all the way back because we want people to know that we're really about the farm first. So when you come to see us the month of October at Green Door, you're actually going to get to drive in to the farm entrance, just like you're a farm truck driver, drive past the crops that are growing, and come to our 
warehouse and our tractor shed area down below and that's where we're going to have our market set up for the month of october so we're going old school and it's going to be so much fun because you can be interactive you'll see where we're grinding the cornmeal you'll see where we're producing the sorghum it's going to be awesome Workers sit in my watch every Sunday at five o'clock. Daddy's number lighting up my phone, catching up on the news back home. Going on about our favorite teams, price of groceries and gasoline. Traffic on 109, new house to the county line. Talking that small talk, to pick it up when you call talk. Didn't want a thing at all, talk. Glad you gave me a ring. Yeah, we'd hang up for too long, but it don't hit you till the signal's gone. That that small talk isn't such a little thing. Couldn't wait for me to see his new truck. Right now I'll give a million bucks. Talk will make the Chevy shine. But I can't get them on the line Last Sunday is on my mind Not too quick to say goodbye I wish I'd known where it would be The last time that we would speak Talking that small talk I pick it up when you call talk Didn't want a thing at all talk Just glad you gave me a ring yeah, we hang up for too long, but it don't hit you till the signal's gone. That that small talk isn't such a little thing. You see, the clock turns faster and we spin. That's why I'm holding on to every man. But that small talk, you pick it up when you call talk. Didn't want a thing at all, talk, just give me a ring. Yeah, we'd hang up for too long, but it don't hit you till the signal's gone. That that small talk is such a little thing. Yeah, we'd hang up for too long, but it don't hit you till the signal's gone. That that small talk. Is it such a little thing? I'm Brenda Fielder. At Mid-South Exteriors, our custom sunrooms bring the sunshine in without all the heat and the bugs. And they keep you warm all winter while you enjoy the outdoors all year round. They add real value because we build them like your house to match your house. Or let us save you energy by replacing your windows and old siding. And because we have no retail overhead, we come to you and sell direct to you for less. Call us at 833-8003 or visit us at MidSouthExteriors.com Oh, it's been a great show. I tell you what, fall is time where you're getting ready for the cabin, but not quite. We still got warm weather. Yes, unfortunately, 
and I'm ready for snow. <laughs> I kind of am, too. You get to take a little break, don't you, when it snows? <laughs> little tiny break. Well, we're going to take a break right now and enjoy some of the bounty. It is harvest season. And if you're looking for a blessing, remember, you got to first be, be one. one. Can you see you're lost in the world? 